Please turn with me to Romans chapter 8. I'll be reading from verses 15 through 17. God's word says, For you did not receive a spirit that makes you a slave again to fear, but you received a spirit of sonship. And by him we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. Now if we are children, then we are heirs, heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ, if indeed we share in his sufferings, in order that we may also share in his glory. If you close your Bible after Dr. Bloomquist read, please reopen it to Romans chapter 8. I'll not read it again, but I want you to have it open so that you can refer to it. Um, This is part and parcel of our series on what every Christian should know. We've covered a lot of subjects. I'll not rename them today. But today, what every Christian should know about adoption. Um, next week, we, we conclude the series. Uh, I'm going to talk next Sunday morning about what every Christian should know about eternity. Now, we could spend another year. We've been in this, what should every Christian know about for a long time. Uh, But we're going to wrap it up next Sunday, and next Sunday I'll announce where we're going next. I already know, but I'm going to make you wait a week, so I will tell you then. Today, as we think about adoption, it is a special day, and thanks so much to Tracy for putting all this together. This is Right to Life Sunday around America, and so often I will use that Sunday to to preach about uh, Right to Life. I can't think of a better way to celebrate right to life than what we're doing this morning this is absolutely in fact i just would be my prayer that every every woman every couple in america that is contemplating abortion that they would opt for adoption how how i would pray that 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 day would come we've already read the text so i want us to think about the word adoption it is a beautiful word. It is absolutely a stunningly beautiful word, especially when you ponder its meaning. It means for us today two things, two things that we're considering. One is adoption into an earthly family, a child or children being adopted into an earthly family. And then it also, the other aspect of that is Adoption into God's family, which is what happens, according to the scripture, is what happens when we give our lives to Christ. He calls us, he saves us, he changes us, and we are adopted into his family. Can you let your mind get around that for a moment? What that means to be a son or a daughter of the living God? It is a great theological truth. We are lost. We are without hope. We are part of the family of the adversary, Satan. We're sinners. But because of Jesus, his death on the cross for our sin is glorious. Resurrection by faith in Jesus, we are adopted into God's family. I never cease to be amazed why he would want me to be part of his family is beyond me, but I do know enough to say to him every day, thank you, thank you, thank you. 
Now, we picture today, we see in our hearts and our minds, a child without a family, perhaps because of the death of parents or perhaps because of a legal termination of the rights of the parents, and also that might extend to grandparents, uh, or a couple or an individual, a woman or or a man, voluntarily gives over the rights of their child. And adoption then is being taken into a new family. And then being part of that new family to have all the rights and the privileges as a son or a daughter. That's so, so we're running on, can, can you, can you do it? We're running on parallel tracks today. We, we can handle that. We can handle that. We see our adoption by God into his family and we see the children who need to be adopted, who need to be cared for, who need a family. We're, we're looking at parallel, parallel tracks today. So I'm, I'm wondering in my mind how many in this room have been affected by foster care or adoption. So I'm going to ask you to stand in a moment, but let me clarify that first. If you have been at any time in your life or are now part of the foster care, foster parents, or or you perhaps were at one time a, a child in foster care, or if you uh, have been touched by adoption, you are an adoptive parent, you are a child of adoption, you have siblings who were adopted, your grandparents who have grandchildren have been adopted, or aunts, uncles, in any way at all, you have been touched by foster care or adoption, or in many cases both. I just want you to stand up a minute just to give all of us an idea of the magnitude of that. So stand up. Now, now, church, look. I want you to look at that. Look at that. Just stay up a minute. We're... Are, are you surprised? I know some of you are thinking, whoa, I had no idea. And, and you look at the balcony too. Uh, look at the balcony. Utterly amazing. Thank you. God bless you all. You may be seated. So I want to share with you just a few quick things uh, about what every Christian should know about adoption. <clears throat> First, adoption story to just kind of tie this in personally. Sharon and I have seven grandchildren, and most of you know that. And four of those children are adopted. Our four grandchildren by our son and his, his wife. First, one grandson adopted through Buckner Benevolences. And then later, a family group of three, a sibling group of three, adopted through CPS. And we love them so much. From the moment we laid our eyes on them, we fell in love with them. Have there been challenges for our our children? Have there been heartbreak in the process? Yes, There were efforts at adoption that came right up to the day of, and then for some reason it fell apart legally. So our children went through the heartbreak of that, even to the point where our our son said, I'll never, 
Never again. Never. But God changed his heart, changed his mind, and they pursued again, and God was good. God blessed. The joy of completion is an amazing joy that obviously a lot of you know from your standing this morning. It is a love relationship that is absolutely astounding. So my hope today is that everybody in this room will take a fresh look at the word adoption and that we will understand that we have been adopted into God's family through Jesus Christ, that there came that day when he drew you to himself and he adopted you And I also hope that we will understand the joy that can be ours in having a role in the adoption of children in our own state of Texas. Prayer, being adoptive parents, helping, helping those uh, who adopt. In fact, I I just want to hold it up because there's a table in the foyer. I hope you'll stop by this morning. But I love this sheet that Tracy put together, it's entitled Foster Care and Adoption Ministry, Ways to Provide Assistance to Foster and Adoptive Parents. So there are ways for those of us to help who who are not called by God to be foster parents or adoptive parents, but we still can help. And so this sheet is really practical, and I hope you'll stop by and pick one up. It will be very helpful to you. It will help you know what you can do. Uh, in, in the life of our church in this area. Now, in the foster care system in Texas right now, there are 32,286 children in Texas, the foster care system, as of January 7th. So these figures are recent. In Bell County, so we'll bring it to our county because Texas is a big state, 838 children in the foster care system in Bell County right now. That's a lot of children. The number of children who are available for adoption as of January 7th in Texas, 3,687. Ready for adoption. In Bell County, that number as of that date was 40. And there were 45 children adopted in Bell County last year, 2018. So I want us to think about those numbers in relationship to the to the whole children who are adopted by christian parents like many of you it is an amazing astonishing thing because here's a child who likely if he or she continues where they are may never see the love of christ But when they are brought into a home where mom and dad know and love Jesus, everything changes. Everything changes. Yes, for the parents, but for the life of that child. Everything changes. Are there challenges? I'm talking to an intelligent audience. Of course there are challenges, and some of them are immense. Can the church help? Absolutely we can. We, we do. There's already a lot going on that maybe you're not aware of in the life of our church, but the fact that we have someone on our staff designated to take care of this area, oversee this area, lets you know that lots is going on. And I hear, I have the joy of hearing about it over and over and over again. And I'm so thankful. 
we can support one another in prayer, spiritually and morally, even financially. We have a fund that assists families in the process of adoption with needs in adoption and foster care. So it is, it's got a healthy balance in it at the moment because you've been faithful and generous. And I thank you for that. We stand together with our brothers and sisters in Christ. Should everyone adopt? No. Should everyone support? Yes. Absolutely. So let me ask a second or propose a second question and then answer it. What is the definition of adoption? What is the definition of adoption? It is a process whereby a person or persons assume the parenting of another, usually a child, and the care of the child and the legal responsibility for the child is permanently transferred to the adopting parents. Now, put a little more simply, it's this, a child receives a new family. That's it in all its simplicity. A child receives a new family. Just like you received a new family the day you gave your life to Christ when you were adopted into the family of God. Grafted in, as the scripture says. That's what happens to all of us in Jesus. By faith in Jesus, we are changed from the inside out and God adopts us into his family. We become sons and daughters of the living God. Now, let me ask you, let me propose a third thing. Why does Scripture use the term adoption? Why does Scripture use the term adoption? Because God places us into his family at the moment of salvation with all of the rights and the privileges that go with that. Think about that. You were picked up from where you were and put into the family of God and you have all the privileges and the rights that go with being a child of God. Adoption's a beautiful word. It means that his name is upon us. Maybe you were like me when I got to be a teenager and started going out, started driving. My dad would say to me, Almost every time, remember who you are. Remember you're a Davis. Don't you forget it. You know what he meant by that? You better behave yourself. You bear my name. You better behave yourself. You, you carry that name. What will, what way will look here? We are adopted. And so we carry the name of God upon us and we are graced and blessed and privileged to have the name of God upon us. The Holy Spirit comes to dwell in us and, and, and we fall under his fatherly care. We all have the privileges of sons and daughters of God. We, we are made heirs of all the promises of God. And so that means fellow heirs with Christ in glory. All of that's ours because we've been adopted. I go, I, I want us to remember now, I go from 
the kingdom of darkness where I am headed to destruction into the kingdom of light and love where I am headed to life eternal in a place called heaven. That's what happens. The Holy Spirit witnesses in our hearts that we are children of God. And since we are children of God, we are then brothers and sisters with one another. We had a pretty small family. I had one, orner, excuse me, I had one sister. One sister. I started to say ornery, but she might hear this sermon, so I better not say that. I always wanted, I always wondered what would it be like to have a big family. Well, now I know. Because you're my brothers and my sisters. I'm your brother. And we are a family in Christ because God chose to adopt us, call us to himself through Christ Jesus. And I just want you to know I'm awfully proud to be your brother. Now, there's, there's, there's a fourth thing that I, I want us to think about. What, what is God's part in adoption? I, want, I so want this to be clear today. What's God's part in adoption? In, in life, and those of you who are adoptive parents know this, there is no adoption without adopting parents. There, there's no adoption without adopting parents. That makes sense. Well, without God and His grace and His mercy and His love, and without the sending of His Son Jesus, there is no adoption into His family. For us, therefore, we are in darkness and we are without hope. But he sees us, he draws us, he calls us to himself and he changes us and he looks us in the face and says, you are now my son. You're now my daughter. We comprehend the immensity of that. Utterly amazing. So I, I love this. I love the thought of this parallel track. Adoption into God's family and the adoptive process by which a child is brought into a new family. Now, let me ask two more things. What happens to the one who's adopted? What happens to the one who's adopted? There is intimacy with a new family. It's not distance. It's closeness. It's intimacy with a new family. It is inclusion. Because now you're part of a new family. And there is a bonding that is... Of God and beyond our comprehension, but now a child comes to understand I'm fully part of something new, special, and extraordinary for me. There is the blessing of love. I'm not saying that every child who is placed in foster care or placed for adoption comes from an environment where they were not loved that is that's not true but in many cases 
they come from an atmosphere where there is there is no love. In fact, there may be horrifying abuse. And so these children come into a place where they have now the blessing of love. And sometimes it takes them a while to receive it because they've not known it before and they are amazed if they're beyond infancy and have the ability to think through that. It's an amazing thing. But there there comes that day as God works, that that child understands, I am now part of a family where I am loved. Just like you realized one day that you are a son or daughter of a God who really loves you. And then for the, for the, for the child adopted, there is a sense of belonging that may have never existed before. For many children who've been in the foster care system, for one reason or another, they are here and 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 here. And there's no sense of permanency. There's no sense of belonging. I am with a family here for a month. And then I'm with a family there for five months. And then I'm over here and I'm over there. And there are many reasons for all of that. But when that child is finally adopted, there is a sense of Belonging, I, I finally belong somewhere. Just like you and I have that sense of security that comes from knowing we belong to God. To, to me, the security of the believer is so important and so intertwined with this that to me it is a horrifying thought to think of laying my head on the pillow at night, particularly when you attain to my age, and thinking, what if I don't wake up? I have no idea what's going to happen to me. That is horrible. But for me, I know Jesus. I lay my head on the pillow at night, and I know, okay, I don't think about it every night, but I know if I don't wake up, I'm in the presence of the Lord. And that sense of security for a child who is adopted, this is my bed. This is my pillow. This is my room. There are two people called adults in this house who love me. And I don't have to wander anymore and I don't have to wonder anymore I'm I'm safe I'm secure and the power of that in the life of a child is immeasurable now what are the privileges of adoption follow the parallels follow the parallels what are the privileges of adoption Number one, you can speak to God and relate to Him as a good, loving Father. Number two, you can know that God loves you and understands you. Are you seeing the parallels? 
Number three, you can rest in God taking care of your needs. Adoptive children who are older are not adopted as babies. Do you know over and over and over again, I hear these stories and I've seen it with my own eyes up close and personal. Sometimes children have not known where's my next meal coming from and what will it be? And so they come into the home of a family that loves them and, and they aren't yet used to that and food is set before them and, and do you know what happens? They gobble it up as fast as they can, even to the point of making themselves sick. Because they don't know where the next meal's coming from. That's been their life. And so it takes a time of adjustment for that child to realize, I, I can rest. I can relax. It's okay. In Jesus... We can rest and relax. He's going to take care of my needs. He feeds my soul. Number four, in adoption, you receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Then you are led by Him. You have guidance. You know someone cares. Do you see the parallel? Number five, you have the promise of heaven. Mm. Number six, you experience the blessing of discipline. Oh, you may say, wait a minute, <laughs> can we scratch that one out? Nope. We desperately need it. Just like children desperately need guidance, need to know the boundaries, the parameters. That's important for children. And in adoption, that finally happens. And for us as children of God, we know, we know how we are to live. And then number seven, you feel the pain of suffering and the joy of glory. The pain of suffering is real. We feel it. We experience it with one another. And we know the joy of glory. And lastly, you have the church as a family. We've had, <clears throat> we've had, um, seems like an above average number of Losses, funerals over the last two or three months. And, and I've watched in amazement. No, I mean, I'm, I ought to be used to it, but I just watch in amazement as the church just does what the church does. Just amazing. How you love one another. What a joy to be part of the family. Now, I, I conclude with this question. What now in regard to adoption? What now? Salvation for someone because God is calling, drawing, wooing you. He wants you to be his child, his son, or his daughter. And I hope you'll make that decision today. And then the responsibility of the sharing, the giving, the praying, the going. There's a whole lot of people out there who don't know God wants them to be part of his family. And then when we draw that close to child adoption, it simply means for us we pray, 
we investigate, we follow the leadership of the Holy Spirit, and we have the joy of obedience, whatever that may be. To be adoptive parents, to be supportive of those who have adopted, to pray, to give, whatever it may mean, we have the joy of obedience. And so today, I think all of us have found it possible to think on two parallel tracks. And I hope that it's helped us to understand maybe a little better what every Christian should know about adoption. Let's bow together for prayer. Someone in this room is being drawn right now by the Holy Spirit. And this morning you can become a child of God. So when we stand in a moment and begin to pray, I begin to sing, I'm going to ask you to slip out from your seat. Wherever you may be, come and place your hand in mine and say simply, I need Jesus. A member of our staff will be here to pray with you that today you might become a son or daughter of God. Father, we rejoice, we celebrate, we thank you, we love you, we adore you. You you made us a, a son, a daughter of, of your family. I can't imagine why you would love me so much, but thank you, thank you, thank you. And I pray now that someone in this room will be overwhelmed by that sense of your calling, your drawing, your wooing, and that he or she right now will come to become a son or a daughter of the one true living God. We rejoice, we love you, and ask that you guide us and help us to understand and know what you want us to do as individual believers in regard to adoption and foster care, how we might meet and minister, meet the needs of and minister to the needs of children and adoptive families in the days to come. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. God speaks to your heart. You come as we stand and sing.